We're predicting the future today. Listen in. everybody, I'm Kelly Wilkness here with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, episode 435, Trend Predictions for 2021. It is that time already. Yes. It'll be nice to get rid of 2020. <laughs> In decor so and other things. maybe that's things. why we're doing it now, because we're just done with 2020. We're kind of chomping yeah, at the yeah, bit. Yeah, it's, it's, we're, we're done with it. As far as we're concerned, it's December and we're ready for January. So there you go. And, you know, the home has obviously never been more important than these past five or six months. Um, and I think you're going to realize when you hear what we're talking about today that that is really going to be evidenced in the 2021 trends. Yes, I found the same thing that you did when I was looking at the trends, exactly what you just said. So I'm excited to get to it. So today is a, sort of a compilation of trends that we are seeing in the various uh, trade publications and whatnot that we read, what we're seeing online, and you know what we're just seeing in catalogs and things like that, and also our own spidey sense and intuition for what's going to be coming at you and what you're going to want to have in your home 2021. Worry about it if you don't have stuff on trend. I don't think it's really a great thing to be focused too much on trends because then it's hot and then it's not, and then you're going to be unhappy with it. So I, I believe more in going for classics for most of your things. And so, you know, you can kind of sprinkle this in, or if you're just crazy about it, go for it. Uh, if you don't mind having it for the long haul, if you're investing in some large ticket items. You you may just want to know what's going on, but maybe you're not going to want each one of these trends in your home. And it's probably not a good idea to have too many trends in your home, but certainly not all at the same time. Right. Are we ready to start? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, I was thinking about this year's Panatone, which is the blue. It's a 2020 color, but I think it's going to carry on. I'm seeing... Oh, I see what you're yes. saying. Yes. But you know, most trends are not. I agree. You know, it's not like, okay, it's the beginning of a, a new year. You must start the trends for this year. And then it's the next year. Everything from the previous year is off. And then now we're starting with brand new things. It's not like that. You know how it works. There's a lot of carryover from year to year. And so I think this color mm -hmm. is going to be around this classic blue. I think uh, the bold blues are going to be around, uh, not just for this year, for next year. Uh, in fact, I'm seeing a lot of navy. And we've kind of seen that uh, here and there, but I think that we're going to see more of that uh, next year. Right here in my notes says, maybe <laughs> is the new yes. black. And and it's not even really deep, mm -hmm. deep navy. It's not even really the darker navy. It's like a, a little bit lighter, but it still would be categorized as a dark blue. Yeah. And so uh, we could link to that Pantone color from last year. Um, they, I called them actually in prep for the episode and they do not release their color of the year until early December. So I know you're all going to be on the edge of your seat to hear what it is, but we can find that out and we will report back to you then. But um, yeah, Pantone is sort of this interesting, weird thing. It's this company in New Jersey, and I don't know how they became the arbiter of what color is the color of the year. But I think what it's, a, it's they're in, sort of an industry leader in color and color analysis mm -hmm. and things like that. Well, and sometimes I look at it and think, no one wants that color. 
But this year I looked at it and thought, yeah, I see that. That's actually color I think I'm going to be seeing more of. And I've been seeing this year. So here's something. Get ready. Dried flowers are back. You've probably seen them already if you've gotten certain catalogs uh, dropped at your door. I was like, is that really a big uh, pompous grass frond, you know, on the cover of such and such magazine? And then I started seeing it here and there and everywhere, and I'm poking around. So I haven't seen any uh, major trendsetters coming out and saying that dried flowers are the thing, but I think it's pretty clear from, you know, kind of what is going on. I remember them kind of poking back up in 2019. Um, and then I didn't see too much of them last year, but what a weird year when I'm, I'm going last year, I'm still, I'm calling it 2020 last year already. Uh, but I think they're the thing for 2021. They were coming on pretty strong uh, a year or so ago in wedding designs. So even the bouquets and things like that, more sustainable, probably less expensive, longer lasting. So keep your eye open. But you know what? It's not your grandma's dried flower arrangement. You know, it's not precious. It's not really little. They're more architectural. Uh, maybe you'll see, like I'm saying, these pompous grass fronds or dried protea, which are really uh very architectural looking. Um, so look around. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to some that I found that are really beautiful. Um, and, it, you know, it might be time to think about it. But just don't go blow dry off something you have in the closet because, <laughs> you know, it's just not going to be the same. It's got to be a fresh take on it. Well, the ones that you do yourself, sometimes they end up looking brown and shriveled. So, yeah, you have to be careful. And I don't think you're saying just anything, any vegetation that's been dried because some of them don't really look that good. So you may need it professionally done. Just leave it to the professionals. Uh, no, this is interesting that you say that because I was thinking about this because I've been thinking about this episode that we talked about doing and I was listening to one of my gardening podcasts and I've told you guys about this one before. It's a way to garden with Margaret Roach. And lo and behold, she had a woman on who is a flower grower. So she has a flower farm. But the whole conversation was about what flowers she plants to dry because dried floral arrangements are becoming so popular. And so, because I already had this thing in my head where I was like, why am I seeing all these dried flowers? Is this coming back? And then hearing this podcast and this flower grower was talking about how she's booking weddings left, right, and center for dried flowers, bouquets and arrangements and whatnot. Wow. So I think well, it's a thing. Well, here's something else I saw. I'm sure you saw it too. Gray is still in, or maybe I should say back in. You know, it was in strong, strong, strong for many years, and then it seemed like it was fading out, and now it's back already. Well, yeah, I think that makes sense. It's so easy to live with. I mean, some people say, oh, gray, that's so, oh, it's it's dour, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, like a bummer of a color, but it really isn't. There seems like there's no middle ground there. That's one of those very polarizing things, almost like politics these days. So it's it's kind of either somebody loves gray or they just hate it. 
Right. Well, I love it. I'm in the love gray category <laughs> and I'm glad that it's back. Um, but I, you know, I think it definitely has, has made its way if it wasn't always there into the classic realm. So if you've got gray, stick with it. And if you haven't tried gray yet, well, you're now still going to have an opportunity to be quote unquote on trend with it. Uh, but I think you'll all find that it really is an easy color to live with. And there are so many different grays with so many different undertones. So listen to our uh, episode all about how to pick paint color and the undertones if you're thinking about a gray or really thinking about any color because it's so helpful to understand uh, you know, what you're dealing with with the color and what the undertones are going to do with that color in your room. Right. And I would clarify what I'm seeing are the darker grays and the warmer mm-hmm. grays. So not Yummy. the light blue grays. Bringing nature in is even stronger in 2021 than it has been before. I mean, the obvious thing is bringing in some plants, live plants. Um, we suggest that on so many different levels, uh, even if it's just to bring some height to a room, you could bring in a tall plant. But um, it's really, really on trend now to have some natural elements in your room. And, you know, that can be a dried flower arrangement. That can be a branch that you found when you went out on a walk. That can be a bunch of leaves that you scatter across the table, a bowl of acorns, just anything that you know, just sort of softens it, brings nature in, connects you a little bit more because I think we're all feeling a little disconnect. Oh, I so agree with bringing nature inside. Um, we all need a little wellness in our lives, uh, whether it's just, you know, taking the time to be by yourself in your house, because now you have everybody there with you all the time and you have no time to be by yourself. I don't know who I'm talking about, but, <laughs> you know, maybe that's happening to you as well. Um, but just setting up your home for wellness, um, surrounding yourself with organic materials, um, surrounding yourself with towels and sheets and things that are made of of real cotton uh, grown in an organic way or the linen that Anita and I love, maybe adding an air purifier, things that will support your wellness so that your house is taking care of you, uh, you know, just as much or more than you are taking care of your house. Uh, Maybe changing all your cleaning supplies over to non-toxic. Things like that really can make a big difference, especially since we're spending so much time in the house. And, you know, as we're saying, we're going to be getting into the fall season and the winter season. So even if everything is lifted and people can go back out again, naturally, if it's colder, you're going to be spending more time in your house again. So think about right now things that you could add to your home that will really be things that will support your wellness. I I so agree with that too. And I just think that's just smart. Anyway, why have a bunch of toxic cleaning supplies in your home? Uh, It does impact you even if you're not aware of it or, or toxic pest control solutions. So yeah, I think that's an excellent uh, thing to think about. And while I'm thinking about this nesting that we're doing and while we're in our homes, this is something I really think we're going to see more of is more cozy decor and homey decor. So not so much the modern, not so much, not modern, but minimalistic concrete kind of cold surfaces. I think that kind of look, it's 
I think everybody's needing a little more comfort, a little more warmness, a little more cocoon feeling in their home. So I see things moving more toward something that just feels familiar and cozy. So maybe something more kind of uh, rustic or maybe something more uh, vintagey. I, I see that being something that's going to be very popular in our homes, just like maybe s- having mom's cooking, uh, just mm-hmm. that feeling of home, of maybe that home that you grew up in when you were a kid, having a bit of that in your home. I think it's going to be very uh, sought after. Yeah, because you can't even give anyone a hug, you know, that yeah. isn't in your immediate pod. You know? Exactly. <laughs> you know, I've, I sometimes bump into someone the, the rare time I go to the grocery store and, uh, you know, a friend of mine, she like came towards me like she was going to give me a hug and then we both just stopped you know, in front of the, the meat counter. And we, I was like, okay, I can't really get any closer to you. So yeah, you really want your house to give you a hug. Um, so yeah, surround yourself with things that make you feel good. Um, this trend that we talked about a bit ago, I don't know if we did it as a, I think we might've talked about it as a trend as well as we went a little deeper and talked about it as a style and what is it and how you can get it. The grand millennial. Grand millennial could have been a blip on the screen, but maybe because of what's been going on in the world, Grand Millennial is really having its moment. So that is, you know, in a sense, a little bit of your grandma stuff, but again, done in a different way. So we're not talking about doilies and whatnot, but things that are a little sweeter, things that have comfort, um, a little fanciful even. So we can uh, reference and link to that episode where we talked about Grand Millennial in depth. I think we did maybe two other styles that day too. So so people can listen if you're not sure what it is. But it's a, it's a lovely style. And when it's done right, it's absolutely beautiful. And it does have a certain level of comfort. It's very much about family and it's very much about some sweet colors and it's a gentle, lovely look. How about some little luxuries? Um, you know, just little things that you can pick up that, you know, don't cost too much, but really could make your day. I think they'll be really hot and on trend. Um, there's something about, um, I heard it was the lipstick index. Have you heard of that? No. Okay. So they said, uh, maybe let's just hark it back to 2008 when the uh, country was in a recession and maybe you didn't you didn't have money to maybe go for a spa day or you didn't have even, you know, money for a vacation or, or, you know, even just to go get a pedicure or something like that. But women would buy lipsticks and lipstick would go through the roof because sales of lipsticks, because it was like this little treat you could give yourself that wasn't really going to break the bank, but it made you feel good. Right. Uh So they're saying now during this time, because we're wearing masks that nail polish and nail care is going through the roof. Oh, oh, that's interesting. See, for us, it's sweet potato fries. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. I think we've been doing that too. (laughs) Yeah. In decor, what does that translate into? I think that will translate into these little luxuries. I bet you candle sales will go through Mm. the roof. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe Mm -hmm. things like treating yourself to a cashmere throw, you know, something maybe mm-hmm. you would be like, oh, I could get the acrylic one. But now you're like, you know what? I deserve the cashmere one. Maybe I'm going to do that. Um, I found these leather vases by this company called Made Solid. And they're located right here in LA. And they're just so beautiful. And it's like, you know, something you so clearly don't need, but it's just beautiful. And uh, let me tell you, a dried flower arrangement would look gorgeous in one of these. Something mm. little like that where it's, it's, a, it's a little... 
you know, indulgent maybe, but, mm-hmm. you know, still within the realm of, you know, you, you, you deserve it, you can do it. Um, maybe just even a lovely hand soap or a, a, a really nice moisturizer or something like that or, or pretty towels to put out in your guest room. Just something little that's going to elevate your everyday. Oh, and you know, there's another style that's out there that that I'm hearing about that kind of reminds me of the Grand Millennial, only slightly different, but it's called Modern Rustic, and that's a mix of old and new. People are wanting the rustic, they're wanting the old kind of mixed in. It just feels familiar. And and, and how about looking for furniture that will have double duty? It's a piece of furniture, but it's also a storage area. Because look, I mean, we're a lot of people are bunkering down with their families, right? And you realize like, oh, wow, we need space for all these things. Um, So thinking about your furnishings when you're needing to purchase something new, even if it's an ottoman, you know, get a storage ottoman. I just bought um, a new sofa that we needed, desperately needed a new one um, out in the barn. And I got it from uh, Interior. Is this something you ordered online? And I ordered it online. I did a lot of research about it. And it has a chaise component. It's a sleeper and it has a chaise component and the chaise opens up and it's a tremendous amount of storage in there. So I have the pillows and the, whereas I was like stuffing them in drawers and stuff like that. So I have pillows, I have wow. a duvet in there, the sheets. So if someone like when my mother-in-law hopefully comes again. You're not putting her in there, are you? We're not putting her in the store. Yeah, and she'll fit in there great because she's only 5'1". Um, no, we'll let her sleep on top. Okay. But we'll take all the stuff out. You know, it'd be a great place to hide, you know, Christmas presents mm-hmm. or files or whatever you needed to just get away. Um, and something, you know, maybe you don't even need to see it very often, but you didn't see a storage place for it. So I think now that people have been uh, existing in the same space together for a period of time now and working in the same space... I think when you make decisions about bigger pieces of furniture, a lot of times you're going to be looking for something with a storage component. Oh, very much so. It just makes sense too. If you've got that, you can just declutter. It's so much easier to declutter your house. And most houses do not have enough storage space in them. So so if you have a small house too, I mean, that's so important that you go with pieces of furniture that double as storage as well. So I'm, I'm with you there. Um, and while we're talking about double duty on furniture pieces, I'm thinking about kind of what you're talking about in that we need to have spaces that are going to work for working from home, uh, for the kids doing, maybe doing remote learning and then the working out. I mean, we're all, a lot of us are working out from home. I mean, I'm not going to wear a mask while I work out. So, um, you know, I pass out. So I'm, I'm like, like, I don't know how people are doing that. So I, you know, um, I, I'm working out at home and I don't really have a dedicated space for that. But if you had space for that, I think that would be great. But also I'm seeing so many people doing classroom things from home. And by the way, I don't, I think this is the first time we're recording since Evie started teaching fourth grade at language arts and social studies. Go Evie. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So she's teaching. Uh, some of the kids are online and mm-hmm. some of them are in the classroom. Oh, how wonderful. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of, well, but it's, it's, yeah, except that that's a lot of work. But 
Oh, I'm sure it's a tremendous amount of work, but I'm sure yeah. she's doing a great job. Oh, huh? yeah. No, she she loves it so much. Oh, that's so great. Congratulations to her. Let her know. I'm yes, really I will. happy I will. for her. So, so proud of her. Yeah, but I just was thinking about that uh, since there's so many people I know that are teaching their kids. They're either homeschooling or they're just kind of doing the remote learning. And that's, you know, you've got to have space for that and be set up for that. Uh, and then where are you going to sit, put the kids? where they're going to be focused and uh, not too distracted. Because you can't put them in the storage automatically. No, no, I wouldn't think so. Especially if your mother-in-law is already in there. Exactly. Hey, we have some sponsors today. So let me tell you about those right now. You know what I'm going to do tonight? I'm going to watch the end of Dead Water Fell on Acorn TV. It is such a compelling show, and I can't wait to crawl into bed and watch the rest of it on my iPad. Acorn TV is this commercial-free streaming service that's rooted in British television, and don't we love our British television? It's home to sophisticated and artful storytelling with top-rated mysteries, addicting dramas, and heartfelt comedies, and so much more. Like Monty Don, ladies. Monty Don's Paradise Gardens is up on my queue on Acorn TV. And I think I told you about Keeping Faith. That's an original Acorn show that I absolutely love. So even if you only watch that show, it's worthwhile to get Acorn TV. It's unlike any other British streaming service. Acorn TV has content from Ireland, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and beyond, like Keeping Faith was based in Wales. So if you're a fan of British TV like we are, you are going to love Acorn. I always find something new to watch on Acorn TV. It's loaded with thousands of hours of binge-worthy content, and you can stream all of it on any of your devices for $5.99 a month. That is so incredibly reasonable for all the content that you'll be getting, and you're going to love it. I mean, I'd pay $5.99 for Monty alone. But wait, as a Decorating Tips and Tricks listener, you're going to get a fantastic deal. You can try Acorn TV for free for 30 days by going to acorn.tv and use our promo code DTT. That's Acorn. A-C-O-R-N dot TV, acorn dot TV, and use the code DTT to get your 30 days for free now. My family and I are so enjoying our Green Chef meals. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. In a word, Green Chef is delicious. Green Chef has meals for people who are paleo, like myself, plant-powered meals, keto, and balanced living. You can find something no matter what your diet is. The recipes are quick and easy with step-by-step instructions, chef tips, and photos to guide you along. Enjoy clean ingredients that you can really trust that are seasonally sourced for peak freshness. Green Chef offers contactless delivery to your doorstep for easy home cooking. That is the perfect solution. Not only does it make it so much easier, particularly if you're on a special type of diet, but during COVID, who wants to be rummaging around the grocery store looking for, you know, paleo or keto ingredients? So let Green Chef do the meal planning, grocery shopping, and most of the prep for you week after week. Use the code DTT80 to get a whopping $80 off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. Yes, that's right. It's unbelievable, but you're going to get $80 off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. 
Go to greenchef.com slash DTT80 to redeem and for more details. And if you are a HelloFresh fan, you can rest assured you're going to have the same wonderful quality with Green Chef because Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh. Go to greenchef.com slash DTT80 and use the code DTT80 to get $80 off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. BetterHelp Online Counseling is here for you. And more and more people are taking advantage of BetterHelp. What better time to have online counseling that is professional, affordable, and convenient. The service is available for clients worldwide, and there's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be available in your local area. Licensed professionals working with BetterHelp are specialized in so many different areas, including depression, stress, anxiety, grief, self-esteem, trauma, and more. Everything you share with your BetterHelp counselor is absolutely confidential. And you can switch your counselor at any time. No questions, no drama. And you can reach out to your counselor in whatever way works best for you. Again, it's convenient, professional, and affordable. And it is not self-care. It is true professional counseling. We want you to be happier. We want to remove whatever is impeding your happiness. And this might be the start of a new day for you. Go to betterhelp.com DTT and you will receive 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash D-T-T for 10% off your first month. I am seeing so many people in my neighborhood doing work on their homes because they're living at home more. And so I think we're going to be seeing more work on outdoor spaces uh, for people to enjoy uh, since they're not going out so much. Again, you want it, but you want to get out of your house. Uh, so I think people are going to be working on maybe outdoor kitchens and nicer spaces on their porch, uh, just places on their at their house where they can actually sit outside and enjoy it a little bit. I've seen as I go walking through the neighborhood, I've seen so many beautiful porches that are all set up and I just want to go walk up and uh, sit on their porch. It looks so pretty. Oh, yeah. My business for outdoor garden design or outdoor redesign or trying to find some shade all levels of different projects uh, have it's just been booming all summer long and into the fall i i'm actually saying to people we can't plant yet we have to wait till it cools off a little bit so i've got so many gardens that have gone in and so many that are going to go in as soon as the temperatures drop a little bit here so i think it's wonderful that people are focusing on their outside and it's people that i can tell that have never gardened before or didn't know anything about plants are starting to teach themselves or you know there's so many resources online and they want to make their outdoor space beautiful and that's wonderful And that's great for the earth as a whole. I mean, you know, everybody should plant a tree. That'd be wonderful. Uh, Well, I think something else we're going to be seeing are smart features, you know, most motion sensing lighting, Mm -hmm. voice activated appliances, touchless shades and faucets. I think we're going to see that more and more, uh, not just next year, but I think that's just going to increase a little bit every year going forward. You can just feel that in the the touchless thing for sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah. 
So we have something we want to talk to you all about. So many of you have asked, you know, hey, you know, can we, you know, contribute to the show in some way or thank you so much for all the episodes I absolutely love it or hey I can't believe that you give all these tips and tricks and advice and it's all free and it just comes into my ears and thank you so much and we have decided to put together some opportunities for everybody and if you're one of those people that wanted to get a little more involved, here is your chance. So we have designed it where everybody can get involved if they want to. And if you want to go and do something super special, you're going to get to be on Decorating Tips and Tricks with us. So we have different levels at $5. It's thanks for all the decorating tips and tricks. Think about it as if, uh, you know, we're having that cup of coffee everybody talks about and says it feels like they're having with us. Well, it's like you bought us a cup of coffee. So it's a $5 level. Thanks so much for you know providing decorating tips and tricks. And then we have a $25 level. That's the person who really can't live without decorating tips and tricks. Then we have the $50 level. That's for everybody who is just been with us since episode one or is going back and listening to all the episodes. So to date, 435 episodes. And with the $50 uh, contribution to Decorating Tips and Tricks, you will get a list of our crushes, which everybody seems to really enjoy those. And that's part of our regular episodes, clickable links to our crushes. And the last level, which is very exciting, is our tipster level. So this is for the person who wants to come on to Decorating Tips and Tricks with Anita and I and record a tip to share with everyone, which will be included in an upcoming episode. So for a $100 contribution to Decorating Tips and Tricks, you can be our tipster for an upcoming episode. We'll just contact you and we'll record it together and then we will present it to the world. So we hope that some of you will be interested in taking us up on some of these opportunities. We hope a ton of you want to become tipsters because that would be so much fun. So we will have a link in the show notes uh, to the page on our website where you can see all the information and the different levels. And certainly if you have any questions about it, you can always email us. And you could also give the $100 tipster level as a gift. And so if you wanted to do that, you would just email us and let us know who you would like us to contact so they can be on Decorating Tips and Tricks and share their decorating tip with the world. Right. So and I did want to mention mm-hmm. that these are one-time gifts. They're not recurring. Yes. So uh, hopefully you'll, some of you will consider doing that. And again, the link will be in the show notes. So Anita, what's our hot topic today? Uh, it is from House Beautiful, and it is the most popular home styles. Uh, so this is a very interesting uh, article, and it's talking about kind of the most popular home styles out there in the U.S., but also what you're going to see the most often. So what it says in the article is the most common style you'll see is a bohemian craftsman style house. But I, the thing I really cued in on is the most popular style, what people want. Uh, And in 42 states, it's modern farmhouse style. And it's very interesting. You know, I'm in a neighborhood, uh, historic like you are. And uh, if some of the houses they keep, if they're in good condition, they're craftsman style. Some of them, uh, 
if they're not in great condition or maybe it's a house built in the 40s, it's torn down. And so there's a lot of new building going on in my neighborhood. And I will say that uh, farmhouse, modern farmhouse is the most popular style going in. Uh, beside, the craftsman is the most popular here, but but really kind of now, I guess of the new houses going in right now, I'd say it's a modern farmhouse, although the neighborhood is mostly craftsman style. So it's very interesting. It's a it's a pretty style. It's clean. It's classic. It harkens back to a farmhouse uh, living, but with cleaner lines uh, because sometimes that had more Victorian look, which which is beautiful. Which I know is what. Yeah, you have. good save uh, there, Anita. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I I didn't um think I was going to end up ever end up in a Victorian, but this this house just was called to me, and I answered. Um, I thought it was an interesting article too. Yeah, and I think I could have probably guessed that modern farmhouse was the most popular. I'm not sure though that the house you see the most is a Bohemian craftsman. Like, really? Do you think that's true? I don't really know what they meant by like around the universe. You're like, oh, you know, or in the United States. I don't know what they mean by that. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I would think probably the most prolific house style was probably the ranch. Well, exactly. And I wonder if that's what they mean. I don't know what they're saying. What are you talking about? I think they hit it on the head with the the modern farmhouse. I think that is what people are jonesing for right now. I 100% agree with that. That is super super popular and all the new houses in my neighborhood uh right now are white yeah isn't that interesting i mean which i love that color but you know i know you have to be careful of the oversaturation maybe now somebody should just put in a uh like a a tan craftsman yeah that would be be unexpected because the tan came and went but you know, but then you can kind of point to the house and say, oh, that was built that year or that year based on the colors. And, you know, the original color of these craftsman style homes uh, was they were really very bold colors. They weren't gray. And I mean, our house is gray, but uh, they they were bold blues and golds and other colors. So. So what's your crush? My crush. OK. So, you know, I've been spending a lot of time walking around the neighborhood looking at these beautiful porches and I've seen these gorgeous ferns on porches and these beautiful boxwood shaped balls uh, in the planters. And you know what I found out by looking a little closer, although you cannot tell from the street, is that some of these are faux. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) well, what do you mean by getting a little closer? Well, I'm saying uh, maybe you did go up on those porches (laughs) and have a little sit. As I was checking things out on their porch, walking mm-hmm. around. No, I'm just, uh, of course not. But, uh, well, my neighbor told me. She said that she had uh, a bow, you know, plants over there. Well, so I started thinking about it because I have a lot of plants on my front porch now. And some of them do well and some of them don't. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wouldn't it be nice if I had a few foes mixed in so I'm not having to water everything and that it's going to stay nice even if I forget to water it for a few days. Or... Well, particularly with fern, because if they don't get enough moisture, mm-hmm. they look terrible. And they, they're kind of yes. not the easiest plant to keep alive. Exactly. Well, I found some faux ferns, very reasonably priced. I'm going to share the link. Uh, they're large Boston ferns, and they're beautiful. And I 
you really have to get up close to these to see that they're fake. Well, as long and as I people just... don't have you in their neighborhood, everything would have fine. Nobody else is going to come that close and look. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they come to your house. But if you're walking by, you sure as heck can't tell. And I think you have to look closely to see that they're not real. So I was so, so excited. So the six foot thing is like in. really working for the fake plants. People. Oh, I think six feet away is fine. Yeah. No, I think they look great. I'm so excited with them. I have them on tall planters, and uh, I'm very happy with them. Who makes and them? I, I, I don't know who makes them. I mean, it was they're on Amazon. Oh, 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 you got them from Amazon. I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know where you got them. <laughs> right. Well, you said who made them. I mean, oh, Amazon I said, yeah. make them. Where'd you get them? Yeah, Amazon. There you go. Oh, okay, great. So, you put the link. I will. How about you? What's your crush? Oh my gosh. Okay. I, by the time this will come out, my video will already be out. So you guys can take a look if you haven't seen it already. Um, I'm working with Lamps Plus on the transformation of the the, the family room, the barn. and Oh, wonderful. Yes, and I had worked with them in the past, so I had some chandeliers from there, but they just sent me some, uh, some lamps. And this lamp is incredible. It's so beautiful and it's so large. I didn't expect it to be this big, but it's a good thing because I have the space for it. So it's the, um, it's by Lamps Plus, but the maker is Posani, I believe. And it's called the Euro Shea Glass Urn Table Lamp. And it's 32 inches high and it comes with a really nice, it's, I wouldn't say it's burlap, but it's not a white shade. It's sort of like it's more textured and a little bit darker shade. It's a beautiful shade and it goes really nicely with it. I love the juxtaposition of that kind of the the more earthy fabric with this um Shea glass, which is kind of like mercury glass, but it's a little bit more textured and has a little bit of black in it. So they're absolutely beautiful. I checked this morning uh, when I was getting ready for the episode and they're on sale right now for $109.99, down from $139. So they're really beautiful. If you want to see them in action, you can look at my video. I'll link that in the show notes as well. And I also have the link to them directly on the Lamps Plus website, but really beautiful lamps. Oh, well, that sounds gorgeous. And that is a really nice height. I love a tall lamp. Yeah. And they're wide, you know, so sort of the, the base of it is pretty wide. So they really make a big presence. You would need a big side table. I, like, I don't mm -hmm. think it, they wouldn't work on a console table. It would feel like too much of a lamp. We have a really great question today from Libby B. Libby. First off, congratulations on your new baby. So uh, Libby says that she discovered our uh, decorating tips and tricks while she was walking her baby around, who I guess maybe wasn't a great sleeper. Uh, so she got to listen to a lot of episodes. Um, so thank you for taking us along on all those walks, Libby. And Libby is uh, creating a um, mother-in-law unit. I hope she's going to get some babysitting from that above her garage. And um, she had some questions about countertop and also flooring in there. It's um, a space that's about 600 square feet. And their intention is to use white IKEA-like cabinetry for the kitchen. And so her thoughts were, you know, what kind of countertop should I use if maybe down the road we want to paint the cabinets a darker color? Um, so something that would work with the white and that would also maybe work later on if the cabinets were painted and then does she stick with one flooring throughout or do some tiling in the kitchen and something else in the other area 
Uh, well, let me go to the flooring first. Uh, we have a, a garage apartment that's about 400 square feet, and we use the wood floor throughout. I think if it's... The, now, so we're talking about space a little bit bigger than that. Uh, I think for continuity, I personally would like to see the same flooring throughout a space like that, especially if it's open, an open space, uh, because it can look awkward in a big space to have a line where you transition from one flooring to another. But, you know, if there's some situation where you feel like uh, you need sturdy or, you know, some sort of flooring there that's going to handle a lot of water uh, or abuse in the kitchen, then you might need to do something like that. But I really do like the look of a continuous floor throughout the space. And then as far as the countertop, and congratulations, Libby, on, on the baby. Um, and then on the countertop, I would probably, if it's white, I would probably go with something white, gray, or black. So we're talking about either marble or white granite or quartz or quartzite. Uh, quartzite is a, we, is what I used in our garage apartment, and it's a very gray. It's not, doesn't look like marble, but it's kind of reminds me of that. And it's a natural uh, material so that or the quartz uh, quartz is is man-made but it it look you can get something that looks like marble if you like that or even a black granite or a black substone i mean that's kind of what so i would kind of stick with the white gray black kind of um, spectrum for the countertop i agree 100 percent on the flooring i would keep it all uh one type of flooring libby and there are needham brings a good point in you know maybe there's going to be you're worried about kitchen spills or, I don't know, maybe kids playing up there or something like that while grandma's babysitting. Um, there's new wood-type flooring that's also waterproof. So look into that. I, so I would do something where the flooring is all the same. And then for the counter, I love the idea of the white cabinets and then a white counter. Um, and I think that would make the space look really big. And I know in your email, you said you were kind of like um, cozy Scandinavian. So I'm picturing like maybe you're doing even like a lighter wood floor to bring in the Scandinavian sort of thing. But my concern is if you're doing a lighter countertop and then later on you do decide to paint the cabinets a darker color, I don't think I'm going to like the white on top so much. So I might do a darker top, which will look fabulous with the white and then will also look great if you decide to paint it darker so I like the idea of a soapstone or something like that or just a darker quartzite or something like that so that that would be my only caveat about the going with a white countertop is if you really think you're going to paint it dark well great well this was fun so fun we always love covering trends and it was so good to uh, chat with you mm-hmm. you were joining us and remember we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home until next time.